Jeff, I'm just trying to get to know you. Yeah, that's a no for me. Why not? Familiarity breeds contempt, bro. You're listening to Braving Bad Bosses with Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, where we discuss how to survive a bad boss and not be one. Jeff, just imagine if your boss was a vending machine. So you went up to the vending machine, and you hit a button, and out came a project for you to go yeah. work on. Okay. You did the project. You came back. You slide it back into the vending machine. Boop, 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 boop. It prints back a scorecard for you to let you know how you did. Does and it gives ha- you a new project. Does it have to have that annoying music? I was just thinking, you know, kind of Jetsons-like. Oh. Well, that doesn't seem very very personal. I mean, it's just, it's just business, right? It seems like you would have consistency. You would know what you were getting on it. It would be objective reasoning. You'd get decisions, the resources you needed at a time. Why does it need to be a person that I can have a relationship or some warmth with? That's a really good question. And today's episode is called, is called Stone Cold Bosses. Oh. And, um, and it's the omission of relationship focus and vulnerability. It's, it's the boss who is so stoic and so businesslike, so focused on results, and so focused on, on kind of that, that facade that they show no weakness, they show no vulnerability, there's no real connection at an emotional level, um, and what it's like to work for a person like that. So you have the vending machine yeah. boss who it's just transaction. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we talked offline about this for a little bit, and you kind of challenged me on this. You said, what's wrong with that? Right. What's wrong with that? I, I, I put in, I get, I get what I'm asking for, I'm getting feedback. Um, isn't that a pretty good gig? Well, it, what I love about this topic at the end of our season of sins of omission is I look back at all the other sins of omission, and I think that's pretty critical to doing the job. Yeah. But then when I look at this one about having a relationship with my boss, and I've been very fortunate to have decent relationships, and I think of myself as a warm individual who's capable of building mm-hmm. relationships, but yeah. I think about the moderately warm. The, the boss subordinate kind of roles and think, is that critical? Yeah, that's not a, you know, and that's, that's I, I honor that. I, I'm listening to you. I'm validating your your point on this. Todd. Your words are saying that. Your tone is saying yeah. that's the most ridiculous thing yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see how you might you might take it that way. <laughs> um, let me make it. Let me make a case for you. All right. Okay. Because um, well, first of all, I'm going to just say that half the population may be listening to this saying, yeah, yeah, he's right. Todd's right. I don't I don't need emotional connection to my boss. I get that at home. I got my friend groups. Right. I just I just want to go to work. That's not what I go to work for. I, I don't. Yes, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, and so, I'll, you, you may be, you may fall into that category. It's like it's not really. I'm not. I'm not at work to get that. Yeah. Um, the there's another half of the population that does have a tendency of saying, you know what, if I'm going to interact with somebody, yeah, for the the, the largest pr- portion of my waking hours, yeah, I would like to know that person and feel known by that person. Sure. And so, at a kind of at a deep psychological level, there, I think there are folks that have a, a little bit stronger need for that than maybe you or even me. So. Um, just, just uh, let me bring in a little bit of research. And this happens to be my own research. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, so I, don't, I don't think there'll be a link to this in the show notes, but, but it is sort of scientific. Right. I won't go into the details, but I've, I've asked, um, I've asked uh, several hundred actually um, people what they think of when they think of a good boss yeah. or, or their, their, their favorite boss or the best boss yeah. they ever had. And one of the things that, that has that strikes me every time I ask that question is they demonstrate that there's this duality of results and relationships. So when you ask that question and you collect all of the responses, you see things like um, 
just this this competence and this caring these attributes that come out sure you know they'll describe a boss as being decisive or intelligent or driven or you know whatever but then there'll be just as many um, words like caring good listener um, um, relational you know empowering all of those things and like there's this balance that they, sure. they, they when they think of their best boss they have that combination sure um, when we ask them the opposite Matt, you know, describe words, uh, use words to describe the worst boss you've ever had. Yeah. There's not a duality. Yeah. They're all failures to connect, failures to listen, failures to trust. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're not caring. There's no openness. There's um, arrogance. Yeah. Those are the words that they say to dis- that, they, that describe the worst boss they've ever had. So, so I, you know, whether people want to admit it or not, I think people do want a boss that they can trust. And they want to trust them to be both competent and caring uh, yeah. about them. Yeah. All right. I, you're, so. you're making a pretty solid case <laughs> for this. And uh, in particular, when I think about it from a standpoint of what's your favorite boss, and then uh, and I want to get to this in just a minute, but I want to, I want to yeah. circle back around to what you just said that I think kind of tipped me over on this, okay. is what are the benefits of having that warm, caring relationship? So, so start thinking about that. You can tune me out here for just a minute. But the um, yeah. thinking about is that critical to the success no, but is it a really nice benefit? Yes. Yeah. And so um, my son just recently bought a new car, and I was kind of talking about some of the benefits of cars that have come over the, my lifetime uh-huh. that I didn't would have never thought I couldn't live without, but now I could. Like you and I are both of an age where our first cars had crank windows, right? And so now yeah. cars all have power windows. Like why in the world would I ever go back to a crank window? I wouldn't. Was it critical to have a power window? Absolutely not. But it's really nice to have one. And I think having a boss that has decent relationship skills and has some warmth in that is really nice, but it's not critical. And I think that sin of omission of making sure that you make the workplace the best you can, I can see the argument for making sure that you've got that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. As my dad would would have said, you know, power window, it's just one more thing to break. (laughs) So... So now you're tipping me back to no, my original no, no, starting no, point on it. Your don't dad makes a really don't great point no, dude, because no, the doesn't. relationship in the workplace is just one more thing to break. Okay. All right. So, okay. Thanks for joining us today on this episode. of No. So, um, ironically, did you just kick me off my podcast? I, I, ironically, <laughs> my, my, my son bought, uh, bought himself a new used car yeah. and guess what? It was a Jeep and it was, it has crank windows. So his first, it's not really his first, but his recent car. Yes has crank windows and and he would agree it's it's not a necessity right anyway all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm so gonna, now you've made no, me now so you've pushed me back to my original okay, so point I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the case um and then we got to probably start talking about some advice for people sure. who are dealing with bosses who are stone cold and won't admit mistakes or have any vulnerability but i'm gonna make the case that yes you can survive and you can actually get what you need in an environment where a boss is just business-like and doesn't really let you in and doesn't show any real caring or yeah. compassion but you are limiting the effectiveness and the in the you know the potential of that of that work environment yeah um, I'll, I'll be willing to submit to that's that all I'm gonna, yeah what are the benefits of having a decent relationship boss to subordinate I think trust is the biggest thing that comes to mind yeah you know if, if you um, if, if you don't see what's behind the curtain, yeah. there will be a lack of trust. Okay. Right? So number one, we, we, we earn trust, we gain trust by allowing people to, to, to get to know us. And we also gain trust by not faking 
sure. what we don't know, sure. right? And so one of the things that, one of the questions that I ask in some survey work that, that we do is um, we ask whether or not they think senior leaders admit mistakes and weaknesses. It, and oftentimes it's the lowest scoring question on a 48 question survey that we do. That, you know, yet do, do leaders and managers openly admit weaknesses and, sh- and share it, or admit mistakes and share weaknesses and the answers are always very very low and i think it's because there's like bosses oftentimes think that if i show any kind of weakness i'm going to lose trust yeah that people are going to not follow me yeah. because they they think i'm weak yeah and what the what the evidence is showing is that when a boss opens up and says you know what i made a mistake yeah i thought i made a bad decision and it hurt the team and uh, you know i'm owning it or if they say you know what i'm over my head on this i'm going to need some help sure um, it actually, believe it or not, creates trust. Sure. So, so I think, I think, and when we trust people, we'll we'll follow them into battle. Sure. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny because when you say trust, I think consistency and honesty yeah. as stronger drivers than connection with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I do think as a element of having that relationship, I think enjoyment in the job, like it just having that connection can increase enjoyment. I think it can increase alignment so that we're both on the same page with things. And I think it can just make things a lot more fun if you've yeah. got that solid relationship. Yeah. Tr- yeah. Trust, trust certainly grows stronger if I know you better, but yeah. I think the actions of consistency and honesty drive that even more yeah. than yeah. a connection with somebody. It's really interesting. I think we should. I think we should ask the question of: Does familiarity breed contempt? And we kind of played with that at the opening. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I had, I've been, I was exposed to kind of an old school CEO, and yeah. that, that was his mantra. Yeah. He's like, you don't let anybody in. You don't show any emotion. Familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah. Is there a line? I mean, if you know, is there a line where we there needs to be a little bit of a of healthy distance between? A re, you know, in a, in a boss subordinate relationship, I think there is. But what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, I think here, I think there is. Get, I don't really care what you have to think. Go ahead and the correct answer. Go ahead and give me the and then see if you support that correct. Here's answer the correct answer. Why don't you go ahead and give me your answer? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I think so. And 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 part of my hesitation on that is there certainly. A boss's job is accountability, right? And yeah. so if the subordinate does things out of line or doesn't meet performance, it's the boss's job to be able to confront that and be able to deal with that. Yeah. The question is, could we be too familiar to a point where I couldn't hold you accountable for that? Yeah. And so certainly there could be. Uh, I, yeah, I think you could get too close to be able to do that. But I think that's a fairly far line to cross. Yeah. I think... Um, we can have a fairly decent relationship. Um, and cause I, I think about my most yeah. intimate relationship with my spouse and, you know, I think we hold each other accountable in that relationship. Um, right. you know, there's not a boss subordinate relationship. Right. Not one of us has one or the other, but one of us steps out of line. The other speaks up and has that tough conversation. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I, I, I think, uh, as I gave, since I gave you the correct answer, even before I asked you that question, I agree. I, I you know, th- there does have to be a healthy line because, one of the things we need bosses to do is make tough decisions yeah. and, and to give us negative criticism and negative feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, and if we cross the line, I mean, it can get inappropriate. So we're not suggesting that level of intimacy yeah. in a boss relationship. But if we can just sort of agree so that we can kind of move on to providing some advice on how to maybe get your boss to open up so yeah. we can get a peek inside and get sure. to know him a little bit that, um, that it, it, it does make for a more enjoyable and more rewarding work experience when we 
kind of have a, a, a to some degree a friendship level relationship with our boss that we at least know each other that we can be honest with each other the boss feels they can be honest with us i think it's a i mean I, i'm not yep. gonna i mean that's why i'm just gonna make that case i think i think it is a better environment yeah. so you're in a relationship yep. with your boss that you feel is too cold too distant right. Uh, what are some things you can do to warm that up or to make that relationship stronger? And what I hope is going to come out of this conversation is this going to work not just with your boss relationship, but with any relationship where it's not as strong as you'd like it so to be. I think it should. Let's let's look at it that be way. Be very yeah. selfish with yeah. the content we're about to cover. Okay. So what can you do? T- that wasn't yeah. necessarily oh. talking you to you. To that? I was talking to the listener. Nobody ever has to ask me to be selfish. Yeah. <laughs> So what are some things you can do to warm up that relationship, build a relationship, increase the strength and bond of connection in that relationship? Man, no more coffee. Okay. Um, That's uh, let let me let's start with here. Let's let's say that um, you're in the situation. I think one of the ways you can start is is dip your toe in the water a little bit and show interest in the bosses in the boss on a personal level. Sure. Um, And that's you know, that doesn't sound very difficult to do. Yeah. Right. But if you if you have a boss who's got those shields up, yeah. you know, um, show some interest. Yeah. Now, they very well may shut you down. Sure. You know, they may change the subject. Sure. But um, I think there are times when bosses are, are thinking like, I can't I can't share that. You know, I'm going through a tough time with my mother in law, sure. you know, my aging parent or whatever. Um, I- and they want to share. Yeah. They somehow feel like it's not appropriate yep. to to share that with a subordinate. So show interest is one. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a key one. And that's true of any relationship that you want to build. If you want to make a stronger connection on it, be interested in the yeah. other person. Yeah. 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 And genuinely so. Yeah, no tactics, yeah. no techniques. No, just it's genuine just curiosity. interest. It's, yeah. it's show curiosity and then, and then show, show empathy. Yeah. You know? and, and so you can, you, can be, you can do that with your boss or anybody. Yeah. Um, you got a coworker that you, you, need to, you need to work closely with. You can do the same thing. I think another tactic that you can take on this, and you know, this gets back to just basic relationships, is making Mm. deposits with the individual. So, um, you know, looking for opportunities to like give them cash. (laughs) Give them cash is uh, (laughs) that's that's what's worked for me. I've got lots of friends because I give them all cash. Oh wow! The um, you never give me cash. Well, that's because uh, your friend. I get it. Never mind. The um, (laughs) so um, being able to. Certainly look for opportunities to acknowledge some of the things that they've done. And that's uh-huh. fine to give your boss praise for yeah. areas that they've done well. I think being able to reinforce some of the things yep. that they've done. But any of those times when you can make uh, strong deposits and showing an interest is a great way to be able to do that, too. I think another way is, d- is to not make withdrawals. <laughs> so, no, no, I'm being so serious. So don't take cash away no, from I'm people. I'm being serious. So, so yeah, so it's like, it's like you're, you're describing what, whatever we call like the emotional bank, right? That right. You make deposits. Right. You can also make withdrawals sure. if you're not careful. And one of the ways you make withdrawals, I think, is if, let's say, a boss opens up to you and admits weakness. Yeah. You know, just says, yeah, you know what? I screwed up. Yeah. You know, you, you can d- damage that vulnerability by, um, by breaking their confidence. Yeah. So if they share something with you and they open up and they give you a little glimpse of, of, of vulnerability and you go and you start you, you tell you talk to other people about it and they're not ready to have you share that you share it with one of their peers or you talk to somebody in another department that will erode trust and will quickly shut shut them down so we sure. want to be careful that we don't break confidence sure. when we when a boss opens up a little bit i think uh you know we we always talk about v- validation or checking with peers and how they're um how others think about it but um I think one of the key things there is to see 
how the relationship this this person has with other people. Do they mm-hmm. have stronger yeah. relationships oh. with someone else other than me? Um, or is this kind of across the board, they just don't have many relationships that's at work and question. that's the way to deal with it? Because yeah. um, I think that could be an area for opportunity to mirror or understand why they might have stronger relationships with others. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, one of the other things that come to mind is... Uh, is that you? You wanna you wanna verbalize? I think to the boss that you don't expect the boss to be perfect. Yeah. But y- you want them to be honest. Yeah. You know, sometimes bosses think they need to be perfect. Yeah. And um, and that's a, that's a pressure that they feel. Yeah. And so by by you know by taking that burden off of the boss's shoulders, they sure. might be willing to say, you know what, you're right. Sure. I, I I'm uncomfortable with this part of my job or whatever. And that's that's being vulnerable. I think, well, and I think part of the, it, it, you could even take that a little bit yeah. step further with the vulnerability and almost take a bullet for the boss or be able to step mm. in and, you know, in some situation when you're seeing, once you know what the vulnerabilities are of the boss, to be able to help fill yeah. in that weakness in a way that makes the boss look great. Anytime you can come to the bat for them and build that trust that yeah. way, I think that's a great way to be able to build that relationship. So, mm-hmm. okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> They got they got a little bit of a brush off there. Oh, Oh, and there's Hellsbells just in time for us to be able to wrap this. I had one more interesting thing to share. Oh, so sorry, time is up. (laughs) Okay, all right, go ahead. I can. You got it. You can squeeze it. You let me do it. Yeah. Can I be vulnerable with you? Sure. Okay. No, I don't want to be vulnerable with you. It's not safe. All right. It's just not safe right now. All right. Share what you're going to share. You're not a safe place for me. Well, okay. Thanks for sharing. Just being honest. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, no. So um, w- this interesting idea is uh, that I thought was, you know, when, when a boss is vulnerable, um, and this really, like you said, to any, any relationship, yep. someone shares something uh, of themselves they, um, that, that they are willing to confide, um, we have to be very careful not to what I call weaponize their vulnerability. Sure. And, and what do I mean by that? It's, it's using it against them yep. in some way. Yep. You know? Um, it's bringing it up in, in a... In a in an inappropriate way, it's it's telling somebody else is, uh, again can be a way to weaponize it. The fastest way to shut down a boss from creating an, a, a relational connection with you, and even you know, number one, opening up to you and caring about what yep. what's going on in your life, is to is to make them sorry that they they did it in the first place. That's a great call that. out, and I think that's even true for peer to peer or yeah. any oh, other true, relationship true. that you have. That yep. it's very natural for us to start teasing <coughs> some of the vulnerabilities. Right. And yep. it may start out good-natured and may even continue good-natured, but right. continuing on that way can really start to drain a relationship. Yeah, and that's probably a great summary of, of what we're trying to, I think, get across here is that that a boss a boss relationship is a relationship. Okay. It's not a transaction. Yep. It's a relationship. And so relationship skills, like we're talking about here, I think do apply yeah. to our relationship with our boss. Um, I think I did a calculation one time. It's like 68 or 70% of a person's normal waking hours yeah. are spent at work. Yeah. Assuming you don't work from home. Or sure. The, a, lar- a large percentage of that time, you're interacting with the boss. Yeah. You know, maybe not sitting in, the, you know, in their office the whole time, but right. depending on what you got going on. So it is a relationship. Yeah. And, and so we, we need to do our part to cultivate that relationship. Yep. All right. So to sum right. up, relationship with the boss, totally not necessary. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Really nice thing to have. Makes things much more enjoyable. Mm. <laughs> that, that just undid everything I was trying to do. 
And if you're going to do yeah. that, add the warmth yourself to the relationship. This yeah. isn't necessarily you'd confront the boss about something like this. This is just about building that relationship, yeah. adding those deposits, and then not making any big withdrawals and particularly not weaponizing any vulnerabilities. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, anybody here listening who, who is a boss or, or hopes to be someday, I think remember that. I think that the key message is familiarity does not breed contempt. No, getting too familiar so that it's it's you're such on their level that you can't even provide negative feedback or it becomes very awkward that definitely does that does rise to that level but familiarity doesn't breed contempt i think this thing i would call frozen fakeness breeds contempt and so if you're a boss listening or you're getting ready to be a boss it's much better to be open about what you don't know than to pretend that you you know something you don't because everyone else will know that i'm gonna see how i can work frozen fakeness into as many conversations as i can over the next week it's frozen fakeness. It's all frozen fakeness. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait to be in a meeting and just say, this is a bunch of frozen fakeness. Throw down my stuff and just walk right out. You know, I'm going to link to a couple of definitions, Todd, in our, in our show notes. One is the definition of poser. <laughs> if you know what a poser is? No. Um, well, it's defined. I mean, I do, but I think you're going to tempt. Yeah. A, p- a poser is, is a person who pretends to be someone they're not or per- a person who attempts to impress others. Yeah. So bosses can be posers. Yeah. And bosses can also have something called imposter syndrome and I won't go into the details on that so you'll have to check the show notes on what I mean by imposter syndrome but in general just remember if you're listening to this and you are working for a stone cold boss it could be worse you could work for Jeff or or Todd 